Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody. Before we move on to our conversation today, I have a really exciting opportunity to share with you. On March 27th, 1130 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to be leading a free three-hour workshop called Unapologetic about how to express yourself in your relationships authentically, unapologetically, and coming from the heart. I know many of you are out there struggling communicating your needs and expressing what you want in your relationships and saying how you feel or expressing your nose and setting your boundaries. And so often, even when you do that, you're overwhelmed with shame and guilt and wondering, did I say the right thing? What are they going to think? Or sometimes you're trying to express your feelings and you end up attacking someone and then they get defensive and then you're just in this spiral where the conversation really isn't going anywhere. From all the work that I've done, I've found that expressing yourself in relationships is way easier. It can be so easy to connect with someone with the right tools and with the right self-exploration of what is it that I want to say? How is it that I feel? So in this workshop, we're going to be talking about how to build that confidence and courage to ask for what you want and say your nose and say what you really feel in the moment. And then how to not step into that people-pleasing of caring what the other person's going to think or feeling guilty or wondering, did I say the right thing? So it's going to be taking your communication and your self-expression to the next level. If you're at a place where you're like, I don't even know what I want, that's perfect too. We're going to be talking about that. Because as you've all heard me talk about on this podcast, that's where I was. I was at a place where (laughs) in relationships with men especially, I had no idea what I want. And so often I, was, I wasn't I was saying how I was really feeling. I was just pretending. I was trying to be perfect. I was trying to people please. So it is a topic of conversation that is very, very important to me. And I'm very passionate to speak on. So I hope to see you there. If you want to join, then just send me a DM on Instagram. Um, just message me. Hi, I heard you on Commitment Phobe. And I want a spot on the Unapologetic Workshop. And I'll give you the rest of the information. It's going to be three hours, complimentary, March 27th. And it's going to be very hands-on and powerful. So I hope to see you there. And enjoy the rest of today's episode. Hello, everyone. Oh, my gosh. It's been way too long since I've had a solo episode. I've missed it. I love just talking without end. Actually, the last couple of solo episodes that I did, I found it really hard. Um, So I'm kind of excited to have more of a flow with this one since I've had now a full year, over a year of recording episodes on this podcast. It's amazing. And um, I keep growing with it. And I'm excited to continue on this journey with this podcast. So I've owe to you guys an update on my life. Um, I'm sure many of you are listening and wondering, 
you know, where has all of this work on her commitment phobia taken her? So I'm really excited to, to tell you guys all about that. And what I want to focus on today is self-expression. And it's such a full circle because when I recorded this podcast, one of the first three episodes I did was a solo episode called Self-Expression is Key. And I talk about the impact that it had on my relationships that I wasn't speaking the truth. And how all the anxiety that was coming up for me and even disgust or overwhelm was um, really correlated to how I just wasn't showing up authentically in relationships and I was hiding all these parts of myself and fitting myself into this box. So there was no wonder that I was feeling so trapped in my relationships and feeling like they didn't really know me or they weren't really showing themselves um, there was lack of connection and of course just just feeling like there wasn't space for me. You know that that's kind of what commitment phobia entails, right? It's like this fear of feeling trapped and like you're stuck somewhere. And what I found to be stuck in is within myself because I wasn't expressing my truth or what I desired or what I felt. So today I want to talk to you guys about the integrity cleanse that I went on last year. Um, So right now I'm recording this in March and I went on this integrity cleanse in October and now I consider it a perpetual integrity cleanse, which is in Martha Beck's Instagram account. That's literally in her bio. And integrity cleanse is something that she coined, which is to tell the truth at all costs in everywhere, in all of her relationships. And... You know, Martha Beck is like, I don't know, one of the most famous life coaches there are. She's supposed to be like the first life coach ever. She's Oprah's life coach. And she talks about how there is all these things are going downhill in her life, specifically her health. And she decided to start cleaning up everywhere where she didn't have integrity, which meant um, things weren't aligned with her truth or she wasn't really expressing her truth. And... She let everything that wasn't her truth burn down. You know, she she literally, like, word, her, this isn't her words. She says, burn every bridge but truth. If you want the job that will make you happy, get out of the job that's making you miserable. Scary, but it's going to happen, but it's not going to happen any other, any other way. If you need a relationship that will make you happy, get out of the relationship that's not making you happy. Or get out of the mindset that's preventing you from getting your heart broken. Walk out there with your heart vulnerable and open. You have to give up your defenses. You have to give up everything that stands between you and happiness. Most people think they're all about happiness, but ask them to drop what doesn't make them happy and suddenly fear comes in. Oof. So powerful. According to Martha Beck, integrity is the cure for psychological suffering. And this really rang true to me, especially as someone who was just so ridden with anxiety from lying in all these different places, you know, lying in my personal relationships and lying in romantic relationships. And there's something that she says, which which is that she had a very low tolerance for not telling the truth. And I could just so say that for myself, you know, in these relationships, I just didn't have it in me to lie and pretend like I liked them or pretend like things weren't bothering me because 
my body couldn't handle it. I would, I would just have too much anxiety. I don't, I have very little tolerance um, to be inauthentic. So I decided to take this full on last year. And I said, okay, let's see how it goes. I'm going to speak my truth everywhere. And I'm going to do an integrity check and look back into my day and, and think, is there anywhere where I didn't tell the truth today? And how can I clean it up and tell this person the truth where I didn't say it? Man, has this liberated the shit out of me. I, I swear there's like, oh, how do I even put this into words? It's just like I've, I've really let myself out of this cage that I was in. I mean, to me, if I'm willing to express what's my truth and to let out what's on the inside and show it on the, on the outside, then there's nothing that I can be afraid of. There's no one that I can be afraid of. And I really took that head on. I mean, I basically put it upon myself to embarrass myself in every situation possible or at least embarrass my ego you know if my ego thought how could I possibly say this and that's what I would say how could I possibly post this on social media then that's what I would post there are situations with people like men that were rejecting me and I would straight up tell them how how, how it feels or I would straight up be like hey I find myself feeling very attached to you right now and like I care way too much about what you say and like I, I know I only care because you don't care back and I just want to say this to get this out of the space because it's, you know, it feels like it's taking power over me. <laughs> or I have this friend who who I, you know, I had an emotional attachment to. I really liked him for a little bit and and there was a period of time when he just stopped answering me and like, or like was very short and it was very clear to me, even though he didn't say it, that he was pushing me away. And I hopped on a call with him one day. I just randomly called him and I said, so hey, how's it going? You know, I'm just calling you up because I can't feel you. You're not really present energetically in our text messages. You know, you're not really there. And so I just wanted to call you up and see what's going on. And this is a situation where I'm sure you can relate. It's very easy to be gaslit or it's very easy for someone to just be like, what are you talking about? And I didn't give a shit because my one and only goal and my one and only focus was to say what was present for me. And it was so liberating. In that moment, he was like, this conversation was one of the most vulnerable conversations we ever had and it was as if me putting my defenses down and me being willing to rip myself open and, and show my cards really reflected that, like I got that reflection back and he was so vulnerable with me in a way that had us really, really be connected. And it, in that moment, I thought, wow, this person that I've been scared of, this person whose validation I've been seeking, I'm no longer scared of anymore. So... Telling the truth has been kind of like the most, I don't know, extreme practice I've ever done. It's, it's really been like, okay, I'm going to walk through this fire until I'm on the other side. As opposed to like tiptoeing for the rest of my life, you know. 
I, I mean, it also helped that during this time last year, I was, I was kind of depressed. Um, as some of you know, I've been, I've been healing, um, four years of the, of this like recurring UTI, diarrhea, gut situation from having an overgrowth of bacteria in my body, which of course, when, you know, when you speak to people that look at the emotional and spiritual perspective on this, this bacteria overgrowth in your gut happens when you suppress anger. So, you know, just letting all of my insides out. And, um, and so, yeah, I was very depressed. I kind of was feeling very hopeless and that helped me not give a shit about what people thought. That, that helped me not give a shit about whether, you know, this guy thought that I was being too vulnerable or too needy or whatever. And um, I say that because it's interesting to see how these states that we look down on, like depression or anxiety or, or overwhelm or whatever, all these things that we say are negative can sometimes serve as tools and can help us in, in the situation that we're in because depression literally means to press down. So it just means, you know, there's a lot of emotion and your body's taking care of itself by pressing it all down. So another way that, that it helped me besides that was to stop get, like caring and that allowed me to express my truth even more because I was just so committed to to doing that and freeing myself of the anxiety and like pain that it is to care so much all the time and make sure to say the right thing that I'm like what happens if I don't care at all I'm willing to like go to the bottom of this and through now I get that you know you might be listening and be like yeah that's a little bit intense you know that kind of feels like jumping off of a bungee and yeah I mean it kind of is and to me it it came to the point where I was so sick of just floating on the surface you know sometimes it feels like like this floating on the surface is like the suffering and it feels so good to just let yourself drop. You know, I talk a lot about rock bottom and how good that feels. And it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to fully face my fear. I'm going to go straight towards it. If I'm scared about what are people going to think? Are people going to judge me? Then I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to face the fear of people thinking things and of people judging me of who I am and what my truth is, you know? There's all these things that I started sharing that we all think. So I'm like, what would happen? Like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm really meant to accept myself, if I'm really meant to be myself and put it out there, what happens if I say those things that I know we're all thinking and no one's sharing? So I just want to take a moment here to send you an invitation to take a look at your own life and, and see... What is grabbing you by a chokehold? Like, what do you feel a slave to? What are, who are the people that you're scared of? What are the things that you're scared of um, exposing to other people? What are you afraid people might judge in you? And think, you know, is it worth getting through to the other side? Is it worth having this thing lose power over me? Like, how much am I willing what am I willing to do for that, you know? How much am I willing to put at stake? Am I really willing to burn all the bridges, as Martha Beck says, 
every bridge but truth so that I can free myself of this because it's really what's on the other side. And you might face judgment. You might lose people that aren't aligned with your truth. But what is on the other side is freedom and having everything that you really desire deep down align. Um, having what you see in your life match those deepest desires and, and your truth. So it takes just a lot of trust and faith, you know, and it takes going through the hard stuff and going through the discomfort, keeping your eyes on the prize, which may look different than you think, you know, but just knowing, having that inner knowing that in the end, in the end of this shedding of this life that no longer matches to you because you're showing more of yourself and more of your truth, you're going to have so much satisfaction and aliveness and connection in your relationships. And when it comes to expressing truth in relationships, what I have found to have made such a big difference is the energy behind things, um, the intention, and the focus. So I've, you know, I'm having conversations now, like with my best friend who's also my business partner and people in my life like my mom or, or men that I'm talking to where I'm calling out things even like where I'm judging them. So for example, Taylor and I, my, my best friend, there will be times where we'll tell each other, hey, I have been judging you for something that you're doing right now because I'm making this mean that you don't care or that you're not really giving it a lot of effort, you know? So like Taylor and I, we are very different when it comes to planning. She loves throwing out different ideas and talking about, you know, what we're going to do like way in advance. And, um, and I'm, I don't know. I love talking about ideas, but I, but I, I like to talk about them when they're concrete. So whenever Taylor sends me a bunch of ideas, I feel all this pressure, you know? And, um, So we're in the practice of being really radically honest with each other. And we call out when we trigger each other, you know. So when she sends me something super early and I get triggered, I I let her know. Or when she sends me something super early and I don't want to talk about it, she'll tell me like, oh my goodness, I've been judging you because, you know, I judge you for leaving things to the last second. Or I'll tell her and say, I'm judging you because I feel like this is adding so much pressure on me. Um, And there's even been times when, you know, she's admitted to me that she hasn't trusted me with things or I've admitted to her that that I've relied on her for things when when I know she needs space. We're, We're basically naming to each other what we already have on our mind. And it's, it's a practice that I've been doing in many relationships, including the most edgy one, which is with my mom. You know, I've told my mom, um, I've admitted to my mom moments where I've judged her. She's admitted to me moments where she's judged me. And the really powerful thing and beautiful thing that I find about this is that, number one, you're naming what is happening. <laughs> you know, so I think there's so much, I think I think a lot of us tend to, like make an effort to speak to someone in a way that doesn't sound judgmental. But again, we respond to energy. We don't respond to words. So if you're telling someone, I'm not judging you, but 
energetically you really are, you know? Like if you're saying this so that they don't feel judged, but really you do judge them, they're going to feel that. And so they might respond defensively and you're like, why are you being so defensive? I, I just told you that I'm not judging you. But that's because they can feel your energy the same way that when someone walks in the room, you feel someone's energy. You know, you, you either feel comfortable around them or you don't. So the, really the most important thing is energy. So the moment that you call out, you know, there's a part of me that's been judging you. It's, it's like you're outing yourself, which is very vulnerable and very humbling. And there's that element of name it to tame it. You know, I think there's a really big shift in power and naming what's going on and, and calling it out so that it, it doesn't take power over you. And, and you're also kind of calling yourself out as like, or like, you know, in my case, I'm calling myself out as this is my ego. This I know this isn't truth. I just want to name that as a human who has this ego, this is what's showing up for me. And I want to name it because I want to take away its power. I want to clear it out of our space. So often conflict comes from these elephants in the room that we're not naming. And I have found that conflict resolves so quickly when I name the elephant in the room. And it's exactly the thing that we're all scared of doing, right? Like, oh no, like if I tell them that I'm judging them, will they stop loving me? Or will they get so offended that they're never going to talk to me? Or if I, um, if I tell them that I was disappointed, are they going to, you know, call me dramatic? Or are they going to think that I want all the attention to myself? Should I just be positive? I get the, the intention behind that and... It's all energy. So if it's in your head, it's in the space. That's my take on this. And I have experience in my life. And I've seen my clients experience in their life. How when they put it out there into the space, it poofs. And it brings people together. Because when you show your cards, even if it's something like I'm judging you, the other person reflects back. And opens up as well. Because when when you say something, trying to cover something else up, you're closed. You're covering. It's a defense. And someone is going to respond to that also defending. You know, why would you open up to someone who's closing up? Unless maybe that's like in your trauma response. So I really want to send this invitation to all of you to start looking at telling the truth in this very radically different way. And even in things like sex or relationships, start seeing how honesty and vulnerability actually creates turn on. I mean, if you think about how brave and badass it is to admit things and share things, you can just imagine how attractive that is, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I, my whole life, really admired people that just called things out and and shared their truth and said what was on their mind with so much confidence I thought damn like that's so hot that's so badass so it really is the same thing or I've experienced the same thing and I've seen my clients experience the same thing in intimate moments and sexy moments where things are being admitted like fears and insecurities um I did a training this um this past month called ISTA the International School of Temple Arts and 
it was a sexual shamanic spiritual training. So, you know, a lot that I can dive into there that I could probably make an entirely different uh, podcast episode about. But the whole training was really about healing a lot of things that show up in sex and in relationships. And in this training, you are encouraged to share if there's any fears or any um, insecurities or anything that's that's there in the way of um, connecting with someone else. And it's so beautiful and even a turn on to hear someone else name their fears because it's being said with so much ownership, right? I think there's a really big difference between naming your fears with shame and naming your fears with ownership. And that's another thing that I've been practicing with this radical honesty is naming my fears like I'm fucking proud of them. Like like I'm not scared to share them. Like I'm just naming them as a matter of fact, like anything else that's going on inside me. So I'm kind of rambling here, but what I was saying before about you know, saying things that that are there, naming the elephant in the room, saying what's going on for you. People can really feel the energy. I think what makes a really big difference is the intention that you have to share something um, and making sure that however you say it really aligns with that energy. So what I have found and what I've been practicing the past few years and what I help clients with as well is sharing from a place of love and connection. And this is a practice that was really shaped by A Course in Miracles um, or A Return to Love, which differentiates fear and love. And um, the difference between coming from a place of fear and coming from a place of love. And when you share things like judgments or disappointments or opinions, thoughts, whatever, I really think that something that makes the biggest difference is why are you sharing this? And if you're sharing something like your judgments about someone so that you can create connection and love, then I bet you'll find that the person will receive that very, very well. And every time that I've done it, I've been received with, wow, it feels really good to hear that or it feels really good to feel you because we are so sensitive as energetic beings we can feel someone open up and someone close, right? Like you can feel when someone's around and and their hearts close or they're reserved or they're hiding or in fear. So when you name something like a judgment and you name it to open up, not to attack, someone can really feel that. And even if it hurts, it's still going to create connection and openness it's like every, every time that I ask someone, how did it feel when that person rejected you? Especially in situations where you were trying to, to get them or you were trying to make things work or you, you were noticing that they weren't happy. How did it feel in that moment where they, tell, they told you that they didn't really like you? And every single time the person says, you know, it hurt, but it was also kind of freeing at the same time. And Yeah, that's what it feels like to hear truth. That's what it feels like to really feel someone open up and say what's there. And that's what it feels like for us to open up and say what's there. So this is like an entirely different way of looking at things, very specific, of just looking at things as opening and closing. And neither one is right or wrong. 
there is a time to be closed and there's a time to be open. And the invitation here is to look at expressing your truth as opening to someone and letting them see you and letting them feel you, letting yourself kind of like evacuate things that are there, name the elephant in the room that's there in the way of connection with someone else and share it from a place of love. So there's a couple situations where clients have asked me um, the most support with around this, which is um, let's say your partner is doing something that you don't really like and you want them to do it differently. Um, it's very different to tell someone, you know, I, I this is what I want. I've been telling you what I want. Like this is the way that you can support me when I'm sad. I just need you to do this and this. And saying, you know, I really love when I feel your support when I'm crying and when I feel you're holding. And I just think you're so good at that. And I feel so great when I just feel you holding me. And the way that I love being held is being asked what I need. If I need to talk or if I need space. And I really, really appreciate physical connection I really love being physically held when I'm sad are you willing to do that you're so good at it I would love some more of that so the first one is being named in in like this critic criticizing kind of way like that's the underlying energy of it it's saying hey you're not doing this right and I keep telling you how to do it right and you're not and you're not getting it like I don't really know what else to do here And the second one lifts the person up and it's saying, hey, I value you. I love our connection. You're you're the best person here to give me support because you're, you're my partner and I love it. And this is exactly how I would love to receive support from you. So in the second scenario, that person's gonna receive and be open to that way more than in scenario scenario number one. So if you're saying scenario number one and you're telling someone exactly what you need, and you're receiving attack and defense back, it might be because the underlying energy there is actually an attack that you're not even realizing. And it's so nuanced and subtle. And it's okay, of course, these things take practice. I think, at least in my case, I kind of let myself word vomit at first. (laughs) Um, And I let everybody know in my life, and I I mentioned this in, in the Self-expression is key episode, which is that I just let everybody know at first, hey, I'm in the process of sharing my truth. It's gonna be ugly and I'm gonna get better at it. And it, it takes practice to come back to that place of love and desire and lifting someone up. All right, so man, the thing with these solo episodes is that it's so easy to ramble. <laughs> but to put things in context again, um, I'm sharing ways that help to express your truth so the yeah so what I was just talking about was coming from a place of love and connection and then the second thing is to focus on yourself and be selfish this is going to sound so weird and counterintuitive but what I've really seen and what I really believe in is that the more selfish that you are and the more that you focus on yourself, the more intimacy you have in relationships. Like what, right? But if you think about it, when you're not focusing on yourself and you're focused on someone else and you're people-pleasing and you're thinking, 
how will this person receive this well? How can I make this person, you know, take this or not be offended? That's already adding some filters on what you want to say. And it's it's already not authentic because it's it's focused on someone else. It's not really your truth. It's being filtered. And when we filter through that perspective of how is this person going to take this well, we're people-pleasing, we're hand-holding, we're, um, we're trying to be nice, we're hiding. It, it, you know, it sounds a certain way. It sounds, um, what's it called, like scripted, put together, and people can feel that because, again, everything's energy. And this is a practice, and for me, it's been such a practice. I mean, on a molecular level, I've been thinking about other people first, you know, to like degrees that I didn't even realize. So it's been a practice that it's been unfolding um, for years of putting myself first and remembering that if I just take care of myself, then everything will take care of itself, you know, really. And that the more authentic I am, the more I'm just focused on expressing what's there for me, the more people will see me. And the more that people will reflect back the same amount of authenticity. And I'm then going to attract people that can be there for that. I was just talking about it with my friend today that I realized that a pattern in my life was attracting men that really seeked my validation because that's what I was focusing on giving you know if making sure I was validating people and focusing on them was what was in my space then I was going to keep attracting people that needed that naturally but if I just focus on myself and on my sovereignty and on making me happy then I'm going to call into my space someone who's also that sovereign and someone who's also making themselves happy and not seeking it elsewhere. <sighs> so this leads me to updates in my dating life. Oh man, where do I even start? I have so many updates and I haven't even dated anybody, which is so funny. But what I can say is that I fully have transformed who I'm attracted to and all of these like really unhealthy relationship patterns that I had. So you know, as I've shared on this podcast, um, that one of the patterns was that I would end up in a relationship with someone who was really attached and kind of sticky and and didn't feel good to me. You know, it it was I, I felt like I was trapped and um, like they liked me more than I did and like they're needing my validation and it's been a, a process of of slowly untangling that. So that brings me to updates in my dating life. There haven't really been much, there hasn't really been much dating in the past year. But there's been huge shifts in my relationship patterns, of course, with this whole new practice of being super vulnerable and honest and like radically honest. And and yeah, you know, when when I think about what it really means to talk about, you know, this idea of commitment phobia. It's like, okay, there's there's that anxiety around vulnerable conversations. There's that fear of 
being with someone for a long time there's that um, sense of like disgust for someone when they get close so all of these things have resolved themselves like everything that was left over for me has resolved itself since I started being this radically honest and and the radical honesty really started before I went on the integrity cleanse the integrity cleanse just took it to like the ultimate level but yeah anyway I'll start with that sense of disgust of like uh someone likes me and I'm like yuck so repulsed by them so that has changed since I've just been expressing my feelings of how things make me feel so you know I'll, I'll use a re- recent example um I was sort I was sort of talking to this guy who I noticed started developing feelings when I didn't and and I could just sense like a carefulness in the way that he would ask me for things and he really just was you know seeking my validation and trying to get approval and permission from me and yeah I could just sense that energy from him and I I told him how angry that made me feel and uh, that it didn't feel good to have that pressure on my end of feeling like oh this person's really relying on me to be okay and if I if I say yes to them then they're in the clouds and if I'd say no then they're depressed and it's it's that attachment right that wasn't reciprocated and yeah just coming at that with full honesty and expressing what was there for me was so freeing because it was not about him. It was fully about what was coming up for me and me sharing that. And having that awareness and giving myself approval for whatever I was feeling, I was then also able to say to him, you know, this doesn't feel good and it doesn't seem, it, it doesn't feel like a good idea to me to hug up. And, and not that I really wanted to at this point, but it's so different for me because before, these things would make me angry and I'm sure a lot of you can relate that it's like these things would make me angry of these moments where I would feel that neediness from from men and in order to be that understanding sweet go with the flow girl I would never express that anger and I think it's because also it's because my anger used to come out so sideways growing up um, and, and even through my teens and early 20s, I didn't really know how to not attack people. I didn't know how to express my anger in a way that just came through me, not at others. So what I did was that I reeled it back completely. So what's been really, really beautiful for me is express my feelings about things like, you know, when you asked me, if you could sit next to me and uh, you asked me with all this permission and like feeling unsure, it made me feel angry. Being able to say that has been really freeing and, and I've been able to own my experience. And so then there's nothing that I have to hide, which of course makes me less angry because I don't have to pressure myself to be nice and sweet or, or smile in a moment where something's actually making me really angry, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's okay to have these natural human reactions like anger. And once upon a time, I would tell myself, tonight you're being ridiculous. This is so illogical. Like 
all he's doing is asking you if he sits next if he sits next to you but again we're not really responding to the words that are happening we're responding to the energy and something that I've been working on the past um year is owning that I'm very sensitive to energy and communicating that you know communicating like I feel this energy shift and this is what I'm responding to and you're not doing anything wrong. I just want to name what that's bringing up in me. So that's something that's one of the biggest shifts that has happened. Um, Of course, the more that I have shared my truth, the more that I've received truth, it's unbelievable how much I have experienced men in my life open up to me and say the truth, say what they really think, even the truth that hurts. It's amazing how men have opened their hearts to me and told me what's really there and how much I've trusted myself in my intuition with men since I've, you know, radically been sharing my truth, which is so satisfying. Man, yeah, my relationships with men have been so satisfying lately. And it's it's really been with with people that I've had like flirtatious relationships with or even my guy friends. But I I used to have this fear for men that's no longer there at all. Um, and I and I really correlate it so much to my practice of sharing the truth. Also, um part of this truth sharing and stepping into my power and not being, you know, afraid is that I've been showing all these different parts of myself, like like rage and, and sadness and neediness and yeah, just like the different colors of my expression. Um, and the more that I've done that, the more empowered I felt. And I've received reflections from men and women, just people in general, of how much I've stepped into my womanhood. A lot of guys have expressed to me that they perceived me still having this like little girl energy and now they really see me as a woman. And even guys that are like 20 years older than me have said this to me. So it's so interesting. Um, But of course, what does a little girl do? You know, a little girl wants to behave and be approved of and only show the sweet sides and... um, and that, that's been my practice as I've, as I've shared on here. So, of course, not only am I being attracted to different kind of men, but different kind of men are being attracted to me. And I used to ask myself, like, why do I keep attracting this kind of guy? And deep down, I've always known that there's a certain kind of relationship that I want. And not to discredit any relationship, right? I think... I think relationships are part of our journey and we're met wherever we are. Just like they say, you know, you can only receive the love that you give yourself, da-da-da. And I think that's something that we experience universally. And I hear this from my clients a lot. Which is like deep down, there's your essence, your core, your truth. And what you know you want and what you know you're going to be with in the end of the day. Um, that, that like relationship of your dreams. And there's that question of, you know, why isn't that being reflected out there? 
what I've come to see in my experience and the experience of my clients is that the universe is meeting us where we're at. It's not meeting what we want because it's all just a reflection of ourselves right now and we can only receive what we can receive right now. So what I've come to see is, you know, that the importance of coming back to truth and coming back to your essence and your authenticity and yourself is that the more you do that, however painful and uncomfortable it is, the more you're really going to peel off those um, onion layers and get to the core and therefore get mirrored back what matches your core. You know, I mean, if, if I stand in front of a mirror and I put makeup on, then what I'm going to see in my reflection is makeup. That's what I'm going to get. But if I take off the makeup, then I'm going to get something deeper in my reflection in the mirror. So if you're out there wondering if you should change the kind of person that you're going for, you know, if you're out there and you're like, I keep going for emotionally unavailable people, like how can I go for other kind of people? I would look inward and ask myself, where am I not being emotionally available? Because that's what I'm going to get. On some level, if your complaint is that people aren't being authentic, for example, or people are, I don't know, not available, right? Then that's an experience that you're having. Even if it doesn't look like that, it might be totally different. Um, a complaint for me, like I've mentioned, is that that I was getting, you know, I was, I was having all these relationships with, with men that weren't showing how they really felt inside. It was like all of these really uppity, uppity, like smiley, energetic men that on the inside were, had all this repressed anger and da da da. And that's exactly what they were reflecting in me. You know, I was doing that. I was hiding all my emotions and not showing them. And it's, you know, it's so, so it's something that I decided for myself saying, if I want to attract a different kind of relationship, then I have to be a different kind of woman. I have to show up differently in the world to get something different. So that's another invitation for you to take a look at how you can step closer to your truth and peel back more onion layers so that what you're getting outside is a match to what you really know you deserve and what you really know you want. And if you're in a relationship where it doesn't feel like that, it, it's something that you can even practice in a relationship. You know, I have clients that in their relationship, they start expressing their truth more and asking for what they want more. And it, of course, rocks the boat. And maybe it even disturbs the partner or throws the partner off. But they're so grateful in the end because we just want to feel each other, even if it's the ugliness. There's nothing more beautiful than really seeing ourselves and being with our truth. It's amazing. I mean, when you hear someone really share from the heart, like that's that's what makes you cry, right? That's what makes you feel more connected to someone and more let in, right? It's such an honor to see what's what's in someone's heart. So you can really change your relationship patterns when you start changing how you show up in the world. And that's what I've been experiencing in my life. 
in the past year as I've used all these men in my life, um, all these friends and crushes that I've had. You know, there's been different situations where I've been attracted to guys and I, I feel, you know, energetically that they they don't like me back and I've used it. I've really just, I use everything as a laboratory because I, I just, I don't believe that I'm going to save everything. I'm going to save all my mess. I'm going to save all the fuck ups for the one. That makes no sense. Like I'd rather show up to that relationship having fucked up all over the place with the other guys. Not that I'm not going to fuck up in with, you know, with the relationship of my dreams, but but it just doesn't make sense to hold back from someone who I know isn't going to turn into anything, right? I think it takes getting very realistic with yourself and seeing that if someone isn't giving you attention, if someone's not pursuing you um, or, or like showing you that interest and you can truly feel it, then take it for what it is and look inward and ask yourself, like, what's going on with me? Why am I so attached to this person that doesn't like me back? Or maybe it's like, how can I have fun with this? You know, it's, it's, it can be so fun to yearn for someone that doesn't like you and, and so dramatic and so just like tragically delicious. I That's what happened to me for an entire year. All of 2020, I was um super attached to one of my guy friends. I, I really just was so emotionally kind of like attached to him and he didn't feel the same. And I just let myself be there. There's, you know, there was, there was just nothing to fight and so much to learn. And I let myself express that and be super messy and put myself in a situation where he might judge me and and find me like I don't know annoying and whatever but but again like I I I let myself embody those things that I was so scared to embody so that they lost power over me and I and I use this um symbolism a lot this analogy of monsters inc you know when when the monsters come out of the closet and boo or is that her name yeah right the little girl's name is boo she was just like oh wow you're just one big cuddly monster there's nothing to be scared of (laughs) so yeah use use the situations in your life as supportive tools they're all serving you use that relationship where you're feeling attached and they're not and see what there is to learn from you and and use that as an opportunity to express those things you're scared to express and get curious. Talk about things openly. I mean, what what I saw in this relationship with my friend is that the more we openly spoke about things, the more real we got, the less I was attracted to him. Like the, the less this attachment was there because what I was attracted to is that like emotional unavailability and putting him on a pedestal because several people in my life I've put on a pedestal because I can't see their feelings. You know, as someone that's always worn my feelings on my sleeve, I I used to put people on a pedestal who didn't express their feelings. And, um, and it's been a journey for me of feeling empowered in showing my feelings, like really seeing how powerful and brave it is to express myself. And to wear my feelings on my sleeve. And having open conversations about this, getting curious about people who don't show their feelings has 
given me the opportunity to unpedestal them because at the end of the day, I learned that they were putting me on a pedestal for having such an easy time expressing my feelings and getting curious about why they don't express their feelings. I mean, so many people are scared to. So many people um, told me that they're ashamed of their feelings or it's uncomfortable to show their feelings. So how fucking awesome that I've just, you know, used these relationships to lean in and ask so that I'm not scared of it anymore because we're really scared of what we don't know. Oh, I feel like I've rambled, but I know there's a lot of good nuggets in there and hopefully just from transference you'll feel this energy of of the power and freedom of living in alignment to your truth and expressing what's there and how beautiful it can be to harness expressing your truth and saying say it from a place of love and connection and if you have any questions at all anything that this is bringing up for you or that any other episode has brought up for you and you want to talk about it and you want some support. I'm offering all of my commitment phobe listeners a free 90-minute call just focused on you where I can support you in anything relationship-related or communication, any questions that you may have, support in um, expressing yourself in your relationships or creating a different pattern in your your relationships because the ones that you have don't serve you. Yeah, I'm here to serve and to support you. I'm here on this side and I'd love to hear who's on the other side and what's going on in your world. So if you're interested, you can shoot me an email. Um, My email is in the description of this podcast episode. And please follow me on Instagram and send me a direct message and let's chat. I've loved the couple people who've reached out and, you know, mentioned what episode they've loved or something that has impacted them and and how it's changed their lives. I'm so grateful for everyone sharing all your stories. It really makes a difference. Um, And if you have any questions or any topics that you want me to talk about, also share. I'd love to hear that. This podcast is for you and to support you and for you to understand how you are in relationships and how to grow your own self-love. So thank you so much for listening. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, there will be a free workshop that I'm leading on March 27th for women and it's called Unapologetic and it's all about how to express yourself unapologetically in your relationships and feel comfortable and confident in areas such as asking for what you want, saying no and setting boundaries, expressing your feelings from a place of love and really clearing out those blocks that are in the way, the fears, the people pleasing, the not knowing what to say, Um, It's going to be really fun, very hands-on. It's three hours long, so we're really going to go deep and play with each other. And if you want more information about that, also send me a DM on Instagram. Bye. Hey, you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes. 
to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. About what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.